I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome back in Sporty Nation. It is going to be a jam-packed episode and it's going to be a ton of fun because... Uh, my boyfriend and Richie and I's best friend Kat will be on the show with us today. So it will be a lot of different views for you guys because, you know, we like to always keep it fresh in the sporty nation. So, um, as always, I want to introduce, um, first my wonderful co-host as always, Richie Suave Flores. How you doing? Hello, Cord. Do you like my haircut? Yes, it looks great. I really, I'm, I've been waiting for this for so long. I can't even tell you. Uh, it's definitely been been some time, but we'll we'll get into that very shortly. But I also have to introduce the person whose child literally cried when she saw Richie's head, <laughs> Catherine Silverman. Yeah, yeah. My my daughter's not super thrilled that I that Richie got his hair cut. She um she liked the crazy hair and as soon as she saw the haircut she um she burst into tears which is the wildest reaction I've ever seen to a haircut and it's not because it was like she didn't dislike the haircut itself she was just grieving the loss of the mane which is fair I guess we've all been there <laughs> it it is absolutely fair I mean I think even Richie cried a small tear after he got it cut. But the other person who was on the Richie needs to get a haircut train with me is uh, my boyfriend and uh, previous ASU hockey athlete, Scott Farr. Hello. And yes, I'm team Richie getting a haircut. So <laughs> I'm very, I'm very happy to see the hair, uh, the mop chopped off. It looks very uh, gentleman-like. Scotty it looks very gentleman-like. Scotty hasn't been on our show in a long time. It's been since I think I was at uh, I think I was at NASCAR. I was gonna say March. I think when Richie had to miss one, I substituted. I think I came up like Richie had like explosive diarrhea or something. <laughs> that's why he, that's why he couldn't make it. Uh, no, NASCAR was the fact that he got hit in the head with a beer bottle. Oh and yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. He would come up with different reasons why Richie was not available for the podcast. Um, but when, he made a full recovery. So yep. And I haven't missed the show since. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was about to say. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's a really good point of why you haven't missed a show since. It's because you were tired of all of the things that we were making up why you were gone. I, that's true. Yeah. It's I don't I don't want to hand the keys over to Scotty. That's that's the reason why. I don't trust him. I'm just a sub. Just I'm gonna, a sub or else, or else like he's he's good enough to where I might get replaced. And that's that's the key. Yeah. Here. I appreciate that. Right it's here. like it's kind of like it's um, like Lou Gehrig and Wally Pitt back in the day. Like when, <laughs> when Wally Pitt got hurt, uh, Lou Gehrig took his spot in the for the Yankees back in the twenties, and then Wally Pitt never saw the field again. So that's why I, I make sure I never miss a show. If anyone's wondering, Richie was born in the nineteen thirties, <laughs> <laughs> but he somehow developed a vaccine where he never ages. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh... I don't even know what to respond to that. I'm going to keep moving on. Um, but it's going to be an episode where we're going to be talking about a, quite a few different things. I'll let uh, Richie go into our transition, but uh, we're just really happy to have both of you on the show today because 
Cat brings literally the best goaltending knowledge that money could buy, and Scotty brings the absolute best youth hockey and ASU hockey uh, knowledge here. So it's it's great to be able to bring both of them to you guys and to have some great topics, and also in the fact that uh, we're all just like, I mean, sometimes Cat and Scotty can fight occasionally. <laughs> But we share a soul, so yeah. But in, in all reality, this is, is uh, we are four best friends here, and so it's gonna be some of the goofiest shit you'll have ever heard. But it's so much fun, and we're glad to uh, have everyone on the show because it uh, it'll be a fun one. All right, yeah. Here's what's here's what's coming up on this episode. Uh, Corey put out a tweet this week that was that was fun that blew up. I think it was one of your most popular tweets of all time. In fact, where you were asking about. What is your favorite punk or emo song or album of all time? We're going to get into that in just a moment. And then hockey-wise, by the time you guys listen to this, you'll probably have seen the actual full-on new Arizona Coyotes reverse retro jersey. But we've seen the teasers, and we pretty much know what it's going to look like. We're going to get into that in a little bit. And, of course, we have Scotty on the show today to talk about um, some ASU hockey stuff and um, – as well as um, the, some some news that Craig Morgan put out last week that we didn't get around to talking about, which is how many basically that Arizona doesn't have enough rings to support the growth of the sport, and of course uh, Pornhub coming up later in the show too. That's why you guys have me. Cat's <laughs> like, screw my hockey knowledge. I, I want to talk some Pornhub. So that's what's coming up on the show. Let's let's begin, Corey, with explain why you put out that tweet earlier in the week and explain why it blew up so much. Okay, so I put the tweet out for purely selfish reasons. I have been listening to, um, oh my god, why can't I think of his name? What's the album that we were Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, I've been listening to Machine Gun Kelly's like album that's actually sadly really, really good, uh, um, like uh, punk emo alternative wise. And so I was, and I had seen uh, like a video that someone put out with um, the Click Five in it, and I just was at the point where I was like okay, there are so many good albums and songs that I'm forgetting that I haven't been listening to lately. Uh, Kat and I even talked about this on our hike yesterday. Uh, so I selfishly put out this tweet so that way I could remember all of the old songs <laughs> that I have been missing listening to for this long. Because in case we go into quarantine again, I, I want to be ready. So Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I put this out. And then, of course, when our you know our resident superstar on uh twitter here whenever cat res responds to anything the people come flocking and uh i ended up getting a lot more retweets on that than i ever thought i would and uh i even got in a fight with like a blink 182 <laughs> podcast it was it was banana lands honestly i don't know how how it got to be what it is but it's it turned into a very uh fun tweet and we had a lot of people through the hockey podcast network that were putting some good stuff out too yeah apparently there are more people in the hockey podcast network that like punk and emo than like any other place on the planet because I think we got like you got like 15 responses from guys inside the network, including Isha, who is a, is a big music guy. As we as when he was on our show, we spent a lot of time. But I'm gonna let you two take this because you guys are the big punk punk rock and emo music people. I don't know shit about it, so I, <laughs> I that's why that's why I responded with I responded with American Idiot the album because that's like the only one I've actually listened to all the way through and liked. Almost kicked you out of the house when that's what you. <laughs> I count that. With. I count that though as. It does um, count, yeah. but yeah, it it blew up unintentionally. Um, 
I know. I, I responded to it with, with my favorite brand new album, which I try not to get too into brand new on social media anymore. Um, the lead singer, Jesse Lacey, has kind of come out as, <coughs> excuse me, having some 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 issues with how he how he treats women. Um but still love their album, The Devil and God Are Raging Inside Us, more than any other of all time. So I tweeted that. Somebody responded agreeing with that and then quote tweeted it. And when I went and looked at their Twitter account, they have 125,000 followers. And so it, it got some reach there for sure. Yeah, and that was one of the things that was funny was uh, Kat went on some full-blown forensics on how that tweet started <laughs> blowing up because I was totally unsure how all these people started finding it. Um, Scotty will probably always say that uh, Blink-182 is... Yeah, I would say Blink-182 is probably my favorite by far. But I will say out of all modern punk rock, and I hate to admit it as well as for it, but the Machine Gun Kelly recent one is probably closest sounding to original Blink-182 that I've heard in a while. There's not very many modern punk rock bands anymore. It's more like pop music and then like hip-hop and everything, which... I like all those varieties too. I'm a very uh, what's the word? Eclectic. eclectic. I'm very eclectic. <laughs> I pulled my dick. Travis <laughs> Travis Barker was the producer. I was of the album. I was so gonna say he was. Yeah, yeah he <laughs> no was. Way. And that's what and that's why I said it has a good feel to it. And since with that, and he's also in a couple songs mm -hmm. as well. Um, so yeah, I think they're the closest to Blink, but I think um, Green Day is a good one, and. Um, you don't like all time low like Cat Night. I like all time low, but it's more like teen angsty. That's what all time okay, low it's is. It's pop punk. It's not necessarily emo. It's not pure punk. It's not pure emo. It's not. It's it's pop punk. It's meant to be catchy. Yeah, right? it is pop. I agree. It it's has like a pop punk. aspect. But it's to not it. whiny like Simple Plan. Oh, Simple Plan is well, yeah, the worst whiny <laughs> like. Simple Plan's a sellout. I'll die on that hill. What about Good Charlotte? That, that that counts. That counts. That counts. But they're also like simple plan where they're very. I call that the work tour genre. Yeah. You get yeah. all time low. Boys like girls. Uh, Mayday parade. Simple plan. Simple time. Good Charlotte. I've seen Those good, are the... Fun fact: I've seen Good Charlotte in like live in concert. Have you really? Yeah. Was I with you? No, you were not. No, I, was, <laughs> I went. I went with my. I went with my sister. Where they there was a big. Um, uh, like outdoor, like festival type concert, and it, they were part of the bill along with the, the Struts or one of them as well. So that's the main reason. Because we went. did see one of the best pop punk bands of all time with well, Corey in 2015. We well, went and saw Fallout Boy. And that's uh -huh. what I was gonna say. One of the most embarrassing times I've ever been with Ricky <laughs> is going to see Fallout Boy. Was the fact that he knew nothing, he didn't absolutely nothing. Didn't know a single Fallout. I was guess, what did you listen to in high school besides Green Day? Andy Grammer. No, no in the high school, Andy Grammer wasn't around. Andy Grammer wasn't around. <laughs> Andy Grammer was probably like ten or something. At no, the time. I listened. No, I, I listened to um to like like I listened to Nickelback in high school. Two years <sighs> down, Matchbox Twenty. Yeah, While we're here, do you listen to Rise Against? Do you listen? To no, 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 no. Pretty much, pretty much any of the main like very popular adult art alternative rock bands at the time. That's what I listened. Were you a Matchbox Twenty fan? Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. That redeems you a little bit. They're like they're kind of easy listening rock, but they're they're good. I feel like when he says adult alternative, it sounds like a section it's of the book. Sounds like it's like an X-rated. It does. Like, like you would go to that like in the 
this is the, you know you have like the the teen romance novels even the adult romance nickelback has pushed uh, the envelope with that a little bit which i will say there should be no nickelback slander i think nickelback's not too bad I don't mind Nickelback. Their concerts because they get are they get crapped on all the time, and I think it's over exaggerated. They're fine. Yeah, they're perfectly fine. They have some good songs that they, when they come on, you're like, oh, this is bad. You're bobbing your head. Yeah. I got made fun of because I actually created a running playlist couple couple months into quarantine there because I'd gone through all of my other music so often that it wasn't even like motivating me anymore, and uh, I basically made the entire playlist out of Nickelback. Hinder, Saving Abel, and Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> I just made an entire running playlist out of it. And uh, one of one of my good friends, Clay Collins, um, follows me on Spotify. I think he's the only person who does that. But he does it solely so he can see what I'm listening to, screenshot it, and make fun of me for it. And so he just kept sending me screenshots. He's like, why are you listening to Hinder? Why are you listening to more Hinder? Why are you listening to Avenged Sevenfold? Where is the Nickelback coming from? But it was... It was it was cathartic during quarantine. It sounds very logic logical to me, honestly. It was it, was, it, it cleansed my soul a little bit, and then I went back to good music. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like WAP WAP? Huh? Uh, that's a banger. <laughs> <laughs> it's lyrical genius. That's poetry. So. Well, I'm glad Machine Gun Kelly did come up with the album he did, even though like it's bizarre because he did like hip hop before. So I don't know what. Made him transition over, maybe because he did. He said he he said he just wanted to try something new. I mean, he did great at it. I think it's Richie and I listened to an interview about it. He's mm-hmm. dating Megan Fox, who's like ten years older than him. So maybe that's he was a little baked, but uh, pretty excited to tell us about how he just he just wanted to explore a new genre. Just wanted to sort of sort of move on. And I try think he something did better new. than his original, in my opinion, Ooh. than his hip hop. I, I wasn't a big fan of his hip hop. I didn't listen. To I his feel like hip-hop. he was like a was poor a man's Eminem. I was a big fan of his. And hip-hop. it's not because he was white, and like there's not as many white hip hop. <laughs> well, well, like... that's pretty much what Eminem did. Like he, Eminem put out that diss track on him many years ago, and then he switched. And then he just quit. That's his true. That's a good point. <laughs> So. Which is so funny because there is people that like there are some there is a friend of Scotty's who will not listen to Machine Gun Kelly because uh, he's big on Eminem. I've always been a big Eminem person, but I would never just not listen to Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly because Eminem like Eminem can hold his own. Like he can just basically like shit on him and then move on and be like, yeah, I'm so much bigger than you'll ever be. But like Eminem's an icon. He he revolutionized a certain genre of rap. Deserves all the respect in the world, but Machine Gun Kelly did a cover of a, or I guess he he sort of put a spin on A Wall Nation's Sale, and it's one of the best songs I've ever heard. How have I never heard this? It's amazing. I don't know, but it's got one of the best music videos ever too. It was just like a straight roll. Yeah, we'll show we'll show Corey the video after 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 recording. It's well worth it. And there's a music video we have to show you too. If you oh yes, if you've ever seen the the pop star. music video it's it's that's really... the newest one with the it's the a drake and dj Khaled. yeah yeah it's a, it's a drake song you'll you'll it's okay she <laughs> looks like he just <laughs> like music video like he just, like, he just had dementia and just woke up in like a whole new world like <laughs> yeah. here whatever you just said it's kind of how i feel about 2020 so that's fair. <laughs> i just he yeah he looks like, like i just gave him the physics uh, of I a got, black hole i got nothing if if the spray nation knows anything it's that when it comes to popular music nowadays i don't usually listen to it I, I, do, I go my own way when it comes to music most of the time. Which, speaking of which, 
the struts have a new album out it's really good i i uh, i i suggest going to listen to that if you're a big fan of uh of like old old school kind of like arena rock the struts are really good at that okay let's move on we have some hockey to talk about and let's begin with um again you've probably seen it by now so i don't know why we're talking about this because we could be completely wrong but i think that's why we want to talk about it in case we are wrong people can make fun of us which is you've seen the teasers about the purple coyotes jersey and uh, we have a, a mock-up of what it's likely going to look like since we were recording on Sunday and we haven't seen the official version yet. Speculation is, is that it's a purple version of the green alternate Kachina, which I love. From uh, It came out, what, 1998 was the first time? So that's kind of that's the mock-up of what it's supposed to look like, the purple version of it. I think it looks mm. sick. It looks really cool. See, see terrible. Cat's making like gagging noises over there. Terrible. And, and Charles Barkley style terrible. But I love all of the purple. Like way before we ever went into all of this barrage of red and blended in with everyone fucking else and either going red or blue, it's like we were purple and it was something that stood out. It was like really easy when I was a kid to watch D-backs games and know which team they were. Like outside of the Rockies, you didn't have any other purple teams. And then when now we just blend in with everyone else. So I'm so glad that we're bringing back the purple because it's something like if for those of us that like are that first generation that like grew up with these teams that's what you remember when you're a kid. So it's like bringing it back to like the good old days to me. Like I really like to see the purple coming back. I think they just need to maybe add some more like accent colors, like maybe because I think it just goes like whatever it was at the bottom. Was it uh? That's was the it black that's the desert green? landscape. Uh, yeah, so they had the desert like landscape, and, and the then orange. it's just like seventy five percent is just purple, and it almost looks like. What if it was a sunset, like like a sunset purple? Like I mean, would that like make you feel better? Like, like a gradient? Had, yes. Yeah. Well, no, or or more like an actual like not a gradient because mm. if it was like, there are gradient jerseys out there and there's something. I want the purple jerseys. I just think it I needs like the more purple. like like extra colors like on the shoulders. It or needs side. borders. To yeah, it. Need, exactly. it needs more borders to it. That particular jersey, the old one, the green one, um, it's awful, tedious. No. The the kid the classic Kachina mm. jersey is so well crafted. It's beautiful. It's respectful of indigenous culture here it's representative it's got good color schemes it's well balanced and then the green one just looks confused i and think it was just ahead of its time oh, oh i like that i like, like that people just like weren't that. ready for so it in 1998 yeah. so here's the, we're not ready for it in 2020 2020 either. we're all like just go look at the social media reaction for most coyotes fans they saw the like Fuck yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. All of the reverse retro jerseys that have come out so far are one of two things. They're either <laughs> the team that used to be like before the team relocated. So like the Avalanche are getting the Nordiques jersey. Um, the Wild are getting a North Stars jersey. Um, or they're the team's ugliest jersey remixed. So, like, the Bruins, they're getting the Pooh Bear. Yes. It's on meth. It's awful. Yes. It sucks. The Blues are getting, they had this jersey in the 90s that had, like, trumpets on it with music notes coming out of it. And it was red and blue. And it was, it looked like, like, kinder music or something. And they're remixing that. Like, 
they've taken every team's ugliest jersey and gone, yes, we'll give you more of it. And so, yes, Richie's pulling it up. It's awful. It's super bad. That's also I, really I, cool. have, I, I love it in an ugly way, but if people think it's like artistically, aesthetically pleasing. I have a problem with red and yellow being combined because of the fact that like even in a, in a marketing sense, it's always told that if you are in something that has to do with like a restaurant or something like that, use red and yellow but don't use red and yellow if you're not because of the fact that everyone's first thought always goes to ketchup and mustard. That's what everyone's first thought is. And it's actually like in the marketing world, they tell you not to use red and yellow together. So the fact that their Jersey is red with yellow uh, yellow lines on it makes me think of ketchup and mustard and that Ronald McDonald might be skating out on the ice. It looks to me like, like a kindergarten music class. And, and that's kind of, that's, that's what all of the jerseys seem to look like. They look like the ones that maybe a child designed and that's okay. Like in 2020, that's what we need. We need like, it's, it's as bonkers as, as the year's been. Do you hate the wild wing Anaheim ducks one too? You probably hate that one too. Don't you? Mm. I think it's ugly. Look at that. Look at that. That's ugly. Richie's look at that. Isn't that cool? It looks like a beer league team. No, Nothing about that says professional sports team. It's unique. Okay. Just I, I on wouldn't different say unique. an NHL team, but I feel like it's on the same level as like <coughs> Hershey Bears. Yeah, I was going to say it's know? like an AHL. I don't know if it's AHL. It looks to me like a triple A team, like the Savannah Bananas. This is, yeah, this is, when, this is when Disney owned the Anaheim mm-hmm. Ducks. And so that's why they came up with this because it was very much mm-hmm. a marketing thing. I mean, it totally that that team was made from the need to uh, market a kids movie. That is like the funniest shit I've ever heard. Yes, we are going to start a professional team off of marketing a kids movie. So I mean, it can't get much worse than that. Really, that's the energy it brings to the ice too. People used to throw stuffed animals on the ice during those games. So I don't know how you can take that super seriously. I don't hate it. I just don't don't think they throw it's... stuffed animals on the ice when people ice skate. Like figure skating, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's what they did for the hockey team. <laughs> well, so they threw up, Disney stuffed animals on the ice. I just brought up the Bruins one. I like the Bruins one. I like the Bruins one. The shoulder gives me nightmares. Yeah, see, that's really cool. Like you can't fuck that up. The Bruins have one of the most classic jerseys in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you? they did a great job because they took the Pooh Bear and they were like, okay, we're bringing back all of the league's other ugly jerseys, but we can't have the Mets bear on the ice that often, so they hit it on the shoulder. Instead of putting it on the front. So not not to go away from hockey, but Kat, have you seen the uh, LA Rams uniforms? That's fair. That's a very fair point. <laughs> are like, you talking about the new uniforms? Yes, the new ones. Yeah, they are very like where the the childish, cartoonish. I don't really know. Yeah, it it doesn't even like what is it like an antler or whatever. Yeah, it it looks more like a whirlpool. Like you're like going yeah. down. A don't act like you're surprised. You shat on them. Yeah, Richie was on the, the podcast. First, the right when they got announced, Richie was already against. Them. I came around though. I came around. They actually, I the main this their main logo still sucks. I hate it. The alternate logo with the actual ram better, although it it does look like something I, which I don't know. Just you can Google it and compare it. <laughs> well, what that. they wore in the Super Bowl, I thought was their best looking <laughs> one, in my opinion. The recent Super Bowl. That the old were, school blue yeah, and yellow. Yes, those like were dope. Those. those were dope. 
but yeah, so I don't know why you felt the need to shit on my Rams <laughs> on the show. I didn't. I mean, you were the one who initiated like, it. No, no, you initiated that. You were the one who came on the show first, shitting. Not on today, Rams. though. That was back in the day. You just, you just sideswiped. Corey doesn't here. forget. She was waiting to use that. She's like, well, eventually we'll talk about retro jerseys in the future, and that's when I'll give them. <laughs> my goodness. Yeah. So all those are going to be released today, or when you hear this, you'll probably see every. Every team around the NHL is doing one of these, and uh, I'm excited to actually see the full entire versions of it. Am I going to go out and buy the Coyotes purple version? Probably not. <laughs> I don't think so. I wish if, if I had expendable money and I wore my jersey more than twice a year, I would. If Toby Reader was still on the team, I'd probably go out and buy a Toby Reader purple jersey, but he's now in Buffalo, so maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll go and get the Buffalo Sabres jersey version and i'll get a toby reader reverse retro sabers jersey that's that's where i'm at right? yeah buffalo might I'm, I'm not saying anything because apparently i've insulted you enough on this buffalo, episode might, already. buffalo <laughs> might win a stanley cup with adding two elite players between reader and hall they could be in the same line reader hall doesn't get any better than that <laughs> Reader, Holland, Jack. And I got, I was going to say. Well, if you do that, then you, you need to have, have something to, that's school related. Does anyone's last name pencil? You may have reader, to demote Eichel to the second Google. line and do a Reader Hall line. I like it. I like the way you think, Scott. I, I do. <laughs> okay, let's let's move on and uh, to this story that Craig Morgan put out last week on his Substack site. And it was very interesting. And it was talking about how in, in lieu of the – uh, ASU announcing that they are going to be building a new rink um, right around on campus now that basically the state of Arizona still has a lack of ice necessary to continue to grow the sport here. Here's a, a piece of a number from Craig's article here. He says there are currently 7,607 USA hockey registered players in Arizona. That means the state needs about 38 sheets of ice if the legacy project is completed and when ASU's arena opens, Arizona Arizona would have at least 19, which is insane. That's about half of what they need. Right now, um, Arizona's player per arena is 667.7, and uh, that's the highest in the nation by far. So, like, what do they do? Like, if they're if this conti- the sport's going to continue to grow here, very seemingly, but they're going to run out of ice. What do, what do they do? It's because then at some point it's going to like the demand's not going to be there. I'm, I'm, I'm completely missing uh, some sort of an economic analogy here, but you get my point, I mean, right? Part of the problem is, is the pandemic. Um, I know that Craig reached out to me when he was writing the article to ask me about, there's a rink that's being built up by the carefree highway. It's being built up by, by carefree. Yeah. Just right okay. north of where we are right now. Um, supposed to be huge um it's a huge project they're building a hotel by it too um not not any sort of a fancy resort but something so that they can hold tournaments there they obviously just opened the kachinas got their their home rank down down on the south side um southeast side of town excuse me um but like the rank that's up right north of where we are right now was supposed to be completed um and they've had to severely stall the development of that and the construction of that. And so I know that one of my friends lives up off the carefree highway. That's how I found out about it. And he's been waiting. Like he has to be sitting there in his car in the parking lot every day, like just watching to see if it's getting any closer to being completed. And it's just been taking forever. And a lot of that is the economics of, of 
the, the COVID pandemic, I mean, businesses are having to make some tough decisions in terms of economic growth. And so we're seeing this enrollment in hockey, um, but we aren't really seeing the economic infrastructure to add these extra rinks. And obviously we wouldn't have like 15 rinks being built in one year, but that rink would have been closer to being completed and they would potentially be able to start projecting other rinks to be built around town as well. And they just, that's not a priority right now, I think. And so that's probably putting a big hold on, on being able to see, you know, where things can go. I think that enrollment for this year, probably if it didn't take a dip, we're going to be seeing at least some stalling there in the growth. Um, I know that my daughter, I was going to sign her up this year for Learn to Skate, and I withheld her from playing this year. I know that I'm not the only parent to do so. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, I think that probably has something to do with it, but I don't know how they'll, based on how the economy restarts itself, once presumably we get a vaccine and are able to start, start jumpstarting the economy again, depending on how things grow essentially how they're going to be able to plan that out because I know the coyotes were planning on being a part of that growth of rink building around, not just Phoenix, but Tucson as well. And if we can't have fans in, in arenas next year, teams aren't going to have revenue growth. And so it makes it very hard for them to prioritize, Oh, you know, do we pay our employees or do we shovel this money into, into building more rinks? And I just don't think they're going to have the money to do that. I mean, I think it's really cool that it's a it's a good problem to have, really. The yeah. fact that it's growing to the point where you have so many players that you essentially don't have enough arenas. It was funny because in that article he had said that, you know, towards like that, that Buckeye, Avondale area, that that's where they're missing one. And it's funny because um, it's something that you never really think about. Um, I mean, I know with you, Scotty, like when you had first started out and when your brother, who's nine years older, started out, it was like, a 45 minute drive just to be able to get to a rink. And so like it's come so far from where it was before, but most of them started out over on that East Valley. So coming West has actually been kind of slow coming at, over all the years, considering the fact that Peoria was one of the only ones for the longest time. Yeah, no, I think um, it's, it's kind of an interesting topic that they're going off of and it all depends on demographics on where they're talking about but you know Arizona has the most rinks you know since I grew up there was only a couple or a handful so everyone just made the trip to go wherever but now I look at you know the East Valley is expanding dramatically but there's how many rinks out there you got Gilbert, Chandler, Tempe, a new Mesa one so they have all these rinks out there if anything, they're probably lacking, in my opinion, I know it said, what did it say, needed nine more or 12 more rinks. I think they need another west side rink and maybe more centralized rink, especially if they're yeah. building one out there. But I don't know if they need that dramatic of, because like, what happens if you invest all this money to build all these rinks and then it just doesn't pan out and you have all these, you just have all these sunk costs and rinks. But like, I just think people will make the trip if they want to play hockey. Obviously, you want to make it accessible, but there's so many rinks. I just think the main two are, in my opinion, are the central Phoenix area and another kind of west-sided rink, especially since originally I said central and north, but they're already building one north eventually, maybe, once it's eventually done, at least. They need one in Tucson. Well, yeah, and the two, and then that, that I think is more of a priority than getting more yeah. rinks here in Phoenix. And that's the thing. Tucson kind of has one, but it's pretty much booked their players are well their players are being um because they haven't built the rink um because they don't have a full 
a year round spring family. They used the Tucson Convention Center. Um, and I was talking to the Junior Roadrunners um, program director on their podcast earlier this year. And he said that those players don't have a rink right now. Their season's about to get started and they don't have a rink. Their high school players don't have a rink. U of A doesn't have a rink. And so they're, luckily, they work very closely with Chandler. Um, the I believe it's the ice done in Chandler or is it AZ Ice? Um, the, the Chandler, Chandler well the Chandler no that one's owned by Iceton now that one's Iceton yeah. so so the Iceton and Chandler works very closely with the Roadrunners and the Junior Roadrunners and U of A and so those players are able to come up I believe they were coming up on weekends to do a practice and that was that was it so the players were that's that's why I went on their podcast was to talk with them about how those players can continue to practice things when they don't have access to ice, you know, how you can work on your skills, how you can stay in shape, how you can keep yourself conditioned when you're allowed to go to a rink once a week to go practice. And, and so that I think is, is a huge loss in accessibility. Like, like Scotty said, I think central Phoenix needs, needs a little more, maybe the West side, like I think it was Richie who said it, Avondale, there's, there's nothing out there. Um, when you head out towards Buckeye, Avondale, um, even the Tolleson area, there's, there's really, we have Gila River Arena and that's, that's about it. Um, and that's, that's a single rink that they're not even allowed to use full time. Um, but to, to me, Tucson is if you truly want Arizona hockey to grow the way it should be, that's, that's the second biggest city in, in Arizona, right? Is Tucson and they don't have a full-time rink at all. So that's part of, I think, what's causing this this huge hiccup there. And I don't know if Craig's uh, numbers are specifically for Phoenix or if it counts some of those Tucson kids, but that's where the it's most for glaring... It's everyone in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Everyone in Arizona. So to me, that's where the most glaring need is, is they don't have any full-time rink in Tucson. So that's that's nuts to me. Well, yeah, he even breaks them down by area code That's what I was well. just looking at. I was like... Tucson and Prescott are in the Coyotes arena are more like part-time-ish rinks. But like mm-hmm. he gives a breakdown of USA hockey members. And that's why I'm surprised like they came up with such a high amount of rinks maybe. Because it's like, even in Tucson it says there's only 89 USA, ho- USA hockey members. Obviously I know you don't have to be a USA hockey member, but like, does that justify building a multi, you know, new rink just for. Well, I think is- it's because they, they don't sign up for, for yeah. USA. Ho- they don't register with USA hockey because they don't, well so there was something i wanted to bring up that kind of go- ties in both of your eyes is in the fact that like as as you know uh ice in arizona is very expensive and it's it's hard to maintain it and it's hard for um teams to pay for the ice you know like and, and for parents to put money into paying for their kids to play hockey here because it is just so much more exponentially um expensive i mean having more rinks will help in the fact of travel because like you know uh through your uh, youth career, you had to travel so much just to try and play different talent because of the fact there wasn't as, as many teams here to play. Um, but I, I wonder if a solution in all of this is not necessarily to build like a ton of more rinks, so, you know, build them in like Tucson, stuff like that, where they, they need them uh, location wise, but to add sheets of ice. I mean, Ice Den in uh, Scottsdale has three sheets of ice. And that one, the third one, didn't even get built until... It got uh, built later on. Yeah. I was yeah. say it got built right before I got here in 2015, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It was, and, it was still pretty new. And so it, you... Because you have those situations where you have 
part of where they get their revenue from is from like birthday parties and all of that type of stuff, as well as the, um, the players actually being able to play on the ice. So, um, you know, that was one of the things that like about, um, I'm going to call, I want to call it polar ice. Okay. Easy ice, um, is the fact that you would have, um, they had a North pole and a South pole and on one of them that has the actual like bleachers on them, they would have the hockey games and then they would have open skate on the other sheet of ice or a birthday party or whatever else. And so you could use, they could get revenue from both sheets of the ice, but they could still accommodate that team and still make money on the side. So I'm, I'm wondering if it's not necessarily more um, rinks as it is sheets of ice. Yeah. I, I just think, yeah, I think it needs to be more done like strategically of where they're going to put, if they end up even adding more rinks, like, where do you they think the most growth is going to be? And I think, you know, we all agree, you know, probably Central Phoenix and all that and giving more people access, but it's going to be difficult with COVID and everything. I mean, ASU is building a new uh, arena, as we mentioned, and they're going to have a practice sheet that will also be probably used for. I think that'll help a lot as too. Well, so. Yeah, more sheets of ice, like you guys mentioned, it's probably going to lower the cost too, right? To yeah. even get yeah. ice time, mm-hmm. which is a big, big deal, especially for ASU's club team and, and, and things like that. But all right, we got to, we got to, we got to get moving here because uh, Sky's going to leave us pretty shortly. Oh, yeah, so leave so uh, I, we need to, we need to get to the story of the day. This is pretty much the only reason I did the show today because I want to get to this, which is it's now time for our random shit segment. We do this every week and wrap up the show. So we get to talk about random crazy stories from around the world. I'm glad Kat's here with me because she helped me research for one of the stories so she can help explain what's happening here. But uh, for 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 two of you here, for Kat and for Scotty, imagine there's like super fun, like funky 1970s music underneath you right now. We're going to add it in post and it like, it helps the mood. <laughs> yeah, I don't I like know it. if funky like 70s it. music while talking about our upcoming topic is a... Uh... That's okay. That's I'm I'm centered. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so let's begin with uh, this graphic from the PH, as I like to call it, Pornhub.com. Your go to your go to site for all things adult entertainment, of course. And they put out this list, this graphic of the top searched terms in each of the fifty states during election week. And there's some uh, some good ones, of which, um, let me begin, of course, in Florida, where the go-to search term there was Trump. <laughs> uh, if you go to Mississippi, the go-to, the go-to search in Mississippi was prawn, P-R-O-N, because apparently they don't know how to spell down there. And there's a lot of other great ones. Wait, in wait, here. were they meaning like prawn as like the shrimp? <laughs> I think or, they, I think they didn't know how to spell. Porn. No, I, I it's just a misspelling of porn. Yes, yes. Uh, Arizona, of oh course. Oh God, I was thinking you're saying prom, and oh. I was supposed to be like, oh God, no. That's, that's what Richie yeah. said at first. Yeah. Last night when we were researching this, and I said no because that's illegal. <laughs> we don't, we don't do. Prom be an all porn. eighteen prom. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe they meant to say prone, like prone position. <laughs> That's called missionaries. <laughs> I don't know what you look up, but like, on that note, um... supine. Arizona's Arizona's, by the way, is Navajo. Just so you know. But yeah, that was their number one was Navajo. Navajo. Yeah, yes. they're into that, that that kinky indigenous porn. 
But yeah, please, Kat, explain what you researched last night in preparation for this program. Yeah, so so Richie went on a podcast last night where he shotgunned his first beer and then told them that he was going to talk about Pornhub um, during this episode today. And he said, because it's crazy. Wait a, uh, se- wait a second, Jesus, Richie. When they told you to, to pitch our episode for this week, that's what you pitched it with? That's exactly that's how you pitched pitch. it. Yes, that's exactly Sex how we pitched it. Sex he said, sells. we're going to talk about the growth of hockey in Arizona. We're going to talk about the New Jersey. And we're going to talk about Pornhub. And, oh my God. and he said, it's crazy because like in Florida, their most searched term was Trump. And I'm standing in the kitchen and I raised my hand and I went, I know why. I know why. And I was like whisper yelling at him and he just looks at me like, seek help. Um, <laughs> but it's, I do know why. Because uh, I, I have some some colorful friends and they shared in a group chat um, during the election that Pornhub was only going to be accessible to voters on the day after election day. You had to prove that you had voted to to access your 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 fun um and so they this isn't the first time that Pornhub has gotten politically active they um they've had other incentives for voter voters in the past um one of their sister sites uporn actually had an incentive where you would get three free months of uporn premium um during i believe it was 20 i want to know how cat knows all this i was gonna say this is very interesting yeah. the way i'm looking at her right now is just <laughs> We Googled this last night. I'm picking at my sleeves very intently right now. Um, yeah, they, they had an incentive that you you would get three free months of their, their premium membership. Um, if you sent a selfie of you with your I voted sticker or in front of a polling place, they had to remind people not to send in pictures of their ballots. Um, but they've also done incentives where if you watched um, boob-related porn, during Breast Cancer Awareness Month, every 300 views or something, they would donate three cents to the Susan G. This Komen may be a really dumb foundation. question, but is there non-boob related porn? <laughs> I think if you like specifically search, Just like, like boobs, I don't want to see the top half I of think, the female. I got I this. I got this from an article um, that I then sent to Richie last night. So I, I don't know the. I, I would I would double check with them, but so they've they've obviously gotten civically minded in an attempt to uh, to get people to to enjoy themselves while also doing the right thing. Um, they during the start of the pandemic gave Pornhub Premium to everybody in Italy for free because they went on full lockdown first. Um, so, so yeah, they they had this incentive that the day after the election, if you voted, you would be able to access Pornhub. And my best guess is that Florida, their most searched term was Trump. Um, I believe it was Washington, D.C. was election. And then another one was vote. Another state, it was vote. So my guess is that those are the three states that couldn't figure out how to prove that they had voted in order to access their favorite website. <laughs> and so that there's there's a little bit of logic behind that it's not people looking for, for Trump's sex tape. At least I'm I'm hoping not. There's probably some good uh political I, porn mm, out there. Mm, political porn, yeah. Political porn, some I mean Anthony Weiner walked, so, <laughs> yeah, so this election. Anthony Weiner had a job even after politics. Let me read a couple of the other states before we move on to our last couple stories here. Texas was sex mix. Oh, 
sex match. I like that. <laughs> um, California, California was swag. New Mexico was Fortnite. Utah. <laughs> okay, that is worse than prom. Utah was Mormon. Utah, stay in Utah. Somebody, yeah. somebody told me to. Something's never changed. We, we have to look at Georgia because Georgia's got some deep-rooted issues. Yeah, Georgia's tickling. Yeah. I think we just really Corey. Well, I had just like taken a drink of water right before that. I should have. I should have no, done that. That's a bad idea. Um, my <laughs> my issue with these lists is that I don't care what your kink is. Like, whatever makes you happy. Like, good. My my concern is that entire states are adopting the <laughs> same kink, and that worries me a little bit. <laughs> well, that's what. Like so, at least there wasn't like a foot fetish type one. I'm pretty sure. Oh, there there's was. more. Oh, I'm pretty sure. There's there a lot. Like foot, I can I can go, keep going. Rub. I can keep going here, but I'm not. This one is of the a, states had foot rub in it. We oh, I try to keep oh, we try no. to keep the okay. show somewhat PG-13, so I can. Oh really? <clears throat> oh, well, that's what I, yeah. I should start sharing to the sporting <laughs> nation the videos of of uh, mm -hmm. Richie where he got his suave name, where he had on a top hat, a pipe. And uh, a uh, Playboy robe, and was giving um, love advice. Yeah. yeah. So. All right, we have two. Let's move on, so that way we don't scare off the sporting nation forever. Let's go again. Two more quick stories, and then we can wrap up here. So Mountain Dew, uh, you guys know I, I'm a big Mountain Dew person. Love it. I'm gonna get this cookbook because they Mountain Dew is putting out a cookbook just in time for Thanksgiving. For thirty bucks, you can go and you can buy one. And the new book contains recipes for Mountain Dew brined turkey, Mountain Dew Livewire orange and cranberry turkey sauce, among other things. Oh, Mountain Dew syrup, Mountain Dew pancakes, Code Red brisket, Mountain Dew infused pickles, Mountain Dew mozzarella bites, and Mountain Dew green eggs and ham. So, um, but there's no Mountain Dew cake. That would be the one thing. Yeah, that makes sure sense. There yes, there is one in there. I've made a Coca-Cola cake before. I've made a Sprite cake before. Like that would be the 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 normal progression. Why you would want to put fucking Mountain Dew on a turkey is some weird ass shit. I preferably want the code red brisket. That sounds pretty that good. That sounds really good. I wonder if you could use that cookbook and adopt it for Four Loco. Oh, that should be banned. Oh, so you can- That sounds like a great way to throw up. You can re like replace it? You can it. black out on your turkey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did we oh. talked about Four Loco on the show recently, didn't we? Oh no, that I was so. no, I was no, that was a uh, that was on on the freaks. I keep mixing things up. So there you go. You can go get that today if you want. You can go to the Mountain Dew website, and it's available starting November sixteenth, which is Monday. So when you're listening to this, okay. One last thing before we get out of here, which is uh, something I'm very excited about, and it's coming out later this month. Which is, um, were any of you, I know you weren't, so you don't, you can, you can, <laughs> you can stay quiet. <laughs> that, that's Richie already dismissing Kat yeah. in this conversation. Well, because uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion is happening on HBO oh. Max coming up later this month, and yeah. I am very excited for this. Corey, you want, did you, I feel like you were a big fan of Fresh Prince days. back in the day. Some relaxing all cool and shooting some of the ball outside, that's what, yeah. I may, I may possibly know. So that's on, that's, we're going to get a reunion and they're going to do, everybody's coming back, including the original Aunt Viv, because in case you didn't know, Kat, Aunt Viv was um, his uh, his aunt on the show, but then she got replaced by a different actress. I was going to say, I remember she got replaced. I forgot why she got replaced that whole. Yeah, I don't remember either. Maybe if we watch the reunion, we'll Except find out. Uncle Phil. Yeah. I know, that's so sad. 
Yeah, they they actually as part of their trailer they included like a nice little tribute to him. So that's coming out on HBO Max. I'm trying to find a date for it. I uh, some yeah sometime later this month. I think around Thanksgiving. So please enjoy that if you if you'd like. I would love to enjoy that version. Oh yeah, I would absolutely. Uh, everyone got like super hyped for when they did like the uh, Fuller House or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, it, it was all right, but it was not one of, like, I get much more hype for that reunion than any of the other ones. They're also coming out with the Fresh Prince of Blair reboot, which is like a dra- more dramatic version of it. So that's coming reboot. out. I always get really nervous about reboots. Like, it, even like we were just in our group thing talking about uh, Gossip Girls doing a reboot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vampire Diaries are doing a reboot. And all of those make me very uncomfortable and I'm not sure how I feel about them. Same same feeling with those as I do hearing now that there might be a Fresh Principal Air one. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's coming to Peacock, Peacock in a couple of years. Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, any last <laughs> any last words for, for our panel before we say goodbye? Oh, yes. Uh, usually I get to say my very like last words, but I'll let you guys say them instead. Um, Texas forever. <laughs> Texas forever. <laughs> no, I don't believe in that. But I don't know. I got nothing. This was fun, though. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. We and, so and, and no one... No one slandered Nickelback. That, 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 that's my final <laughs> message. We're so happy to have you on. <laughs>